We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections. We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet? What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality? Narrowing your focus to what really matters. Pursuing the right things, fleeing the dangerous things, to delight in the finest of things. In a generation saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships, simplicity beckons. Hey, Elizabeth, how are you guys doing? Good morning. We're good. We are just kind of getting going over here in Texas. Slow morning, slow Saturday. Hey, those are the best. That's how a Saturday morning should be. Really? Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. We've had the opposite morning over here. It's like one thing to the next. We leave tomorrow first thing for our beach trip. And in addition to that, today my husband and his brother and some friends went four-wheeling up in Chattanooga. So it's just me and I feel like I'm trying to like gather all the things. So our house is like exploded with laundry and snacks and toys. And so I'm trying my hardest to get it all organized so we can hit the road bright and early tomorrow morning. What beach are y'all going to? We're going to Jekyll Island. So it's in Georgia. It's kind of, it's south of Savannah, Georgia. I've been there as a kid, but not as an adult. So I'm pretty excited to be able to go as an adult. And this will be Graham's first time at the beach. So he is like bouncing off the walls with excitement. So it's going to be fun, but it's just the process of, you know, packing it all up to get there. I love Savannah. That's one of my favorite places. You know, I've actually never been there. So we're going to swing by on our way back and hopefully spend a couple hours up there. So I'm excited. It's really pretty. Yeah. I wonder how open they are. If you can like eat and walk around. So we've had um, a couple friends actually do Jekyll right when Georgia started opening after COVID. And they said it was pretty nice because not many people are quite traveling yet, but stuff is open down there. So I'm hoping it'll still be the same, but I feel like you just never know, Mm. you know, and especially with July 4th coming up, I don't know if more people are going to be traveling or less or it'll just be interesting. I have no idea what to expect. How fun. That sounds so fun. We're so far from any kind of beach here. Pretty It's not easy when you're not close to a beach. That's for sure. Well, I guess we're not landlocked. I mean, Texas, there's beaches in Texas, but we're just down there. Yeah. Yeah, we're just so far from them that it's like a day's drive to go or, or more. I don't even know. Texas is so huge. Yeah, to get from one so side huge. to the other. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I feel like there's completely different atmospheres, like scenery-wise. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, we're in like the desert, and then there's like the woods and the beach, and Texas is a crazy. big place. Yeah. <laughs> Um, today we decided we were going to mix things up a little bit. So I know the past month or so we've tried to keep with a pretty consistent format of each week and kind of what to expect. But this month had five Mondays. And Mm -hmm. so we kind of 
we're thrown for a loop. And I know you and I were talking through, well, what should we do since this is kind of an extra week and not every month we'll have an extra week. So this month, Elizabeth and I decided to share five random facts about ourselves. And we haven't talked through these, so neither of us have any idea of what we've prepared. Um, but I just think it'll be a fun time for, I know, us to be able to get to know each other better and just for people listening in to hopefully learn some completely random things about us and where we're at and kind of just our lives. So I don't know, would you like to start us off and just share your first random fact that you came up with? Okay, so my first random fact is that, and you know this well, um, my husband and I met on eHarmony way back in 2012 when that was even more unusual than it is now. I'm not sure really how unusual it is now, but back then it was not something you heard a lot about. So yeah, we met on eHarmony and I was living in Colorado and he was living in West Texas. And I don't think that there's another way in a million years that we would have met other than that. So I remember at that time, you and I were both baristas together at Starbucks. And I remember you telling us all one day and we were floored. I think you were the first person I had ever even heard of doing online dating. It was really where that became a big thing. And I just remember being so shocked that you met someone not in the same state as you. And then that you guys ended up getting married. It was so cool to see how that played out. You hear more about that now, but then like I don't know that I knew anyone. So yeah, it was it was very interesting for people. And I feel like even now people sort of go, oh, especially now that we've been married, you know, almost eight years and we have three kids. And <laughs> That's a good one. I'll share one about my husband and I that I came up with. We moved the same year. Our families moved from the East Coast to Colorado, almost down to the same day. So they were moving from Tennessee and my family was moving from South Carolina. We didn't know, like the two families didn't know each other at all, but it just so happened that the same week, both families were moving out to Colorado. And then I think it was just a couple weeks later when we were both pretty new to the area is when I first met him and I was in sixth grade and he was in ninth grade. And that was the first time I met my husband. Really? So it was that soon after y'all moved? Yeah, it was pretty soon after um, we met at church and then it wasn't like we were friends or even really knew each other that well until after college is when we reconnected and actually like really became friends. But it's funny, like looking back through Facebook messages, we had been talking off and on for quite a while, but it was just more like, oh, he's the guy I know in youth group and, you know, it was just kind of acquaintances and then it was kind of after, like I said, after college that we reconnected. We were both volunteering with the youth group at the time. And that's how we really got to know each other. But yeah, it was crazy once we start looking at dates and weeks and times. And it's like, oh my gosh, like we were driving almost the same route, almost the same exact time out to Colorado. That's crazy. That's so yeah, crazy. crazy. That's a fun fact. I like Very, that random. <laughs> Very random. Very <laughs> random. <laughs> so this is a random fact about my husband and I since we've been married. We have actually been gifted three cars. Wow. Yeah. At really random times when we were really in need, we've bounced around a lot. We've had a pretty action-packed eight years. So. Were they from people you knew well or just like total random God things or both? Well, the first one was actually the lady that we were buying our house from. She had an extra car. And she was like, hey, I feel like this might be helpful for your family. 
<laughs> and I was like, yes, because, you know, during those different times, we've definitely gone, we've gone through times where we've had one vehicle between us, which in today's world is tricky. You know, it's right. tricky to have multiple jobs and, you know, especially throw kids in the mix. It makes it even harder. Yeah. So that was the first one. So she was, I mean, she was an acquaintance, like we kind of knew of her and she kind of knew of us because it's, it's a pretty small town, but yeah, that was random. And then the second one was actually a family member. They had a, a car that they had had for a while and they weren't really using it as much. And they could see that we were in a time where we were, we were needing something. So they gave us their car and we drove that one for quite a while. So my grandfather actually um, gave us his car when he stopped driving. And that's the one that we're driving right now. So how sweet. Yeah. How neat to see that God's provided, you know, all along and how cool three. That's a lot. That's, three that's a is lot. a lot. Okay. Totally random thing I did in college. When was this? I must've been a sophomore. I moved into a house with some friends. So we moved off campus and we decided that in one summer, my friend and I were going to cook through an entire cookbook. And so I think it ended up being like 90 meals in 50 some days. It was something like absolutely outrageous, but we decided to cook through, it was the real simple best recipes cookbook. And we did it. We cooked through the entire thing in one summer. We would cook like multiple <laughs> recipes a day and just have like random friends over. I remember we'd like always had random leftovers of like pretty elaborate dishes that we would like pass around college and take home to our families when we saw them. Um, but that's really how I learned how to cook was in college. And we did that. And I keep telling my husband, I want to do it again, just because it helps, I think, Get you some more like creative recipes that you might like. And so I fell in love with cooking in college, but I still absolutely hate to bake. I hate really? it and I turtle at it. And pretty much uh, my husband is the one that bakes anything in our family for us when we need something to be baked. Well, if you're going to be good at one or the other, I think cooking is the more, is the more useful one. <laughs> Yeah, I think I enjoy cooking because you can just like add things here or there yeah. and it's like mm -hmm. taste, whereas baking is a little bit more stressful because it has to be very precise and accurate for it to turn out well. And I'm just, I'm not good at it. I would agree with that too. I'm, it's funny when I cook, I very rarely follow the recipe exactly, which is not my personality at all. It's actually weird. Like sometimes I'll catch myself doing it and I'm like, who am I? Like... <laughs> rebel <laughs> trying this and a little more of that and so yeah I that is one really great thing about cooking and then like you said baking is a lot more yeah I've had some pretty frustrating baking experiences in fact just recently um I tried to make a Dr. Pepper cherry Dr. Pepper cake oh wow and it <laughs> wasn't good <laughs> I mean it tasted okay but it looked like a pile of soggy. It wasn't good. And it was, you know, of course it was the day of a birthday party. Oh yeah. So anyway, that was one of those where we ran to the store and got, um, one of their pre-made cakes Back right up. at the last minute. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's so cool though. What a great idea to kind of challenge yourself to like complete something. Cause I know I get stuck in like, I do a lot of ground beef recipes. Mm. Like that's just kind of my go-to. And I yeah. don't really, I get intimidated by like 
other kinds of meat and like that I'm going to cook it right or cook it all the way or something. So, right. And especially as a mom, when you're busy, it's easy. I know for me, I feel like I have to be careful not to do the same five meals over and over and over just because they're simple and easy. And so I'm always trying to find new, easy, simple recipes. Maybe we should challenge each other to do something. Yeah, that might be fun. That would be a fun task. We can cook through a cookbook, you know, with what, 15 states between us or something. (laughs) Share our findings on the best recipes. Mm -hmm. I like that. So after my my husband and I got married, we lived in Texas for a little bit. And then we did a completely random Nashville trip. I mean, I'm calling it a trip. We moved to Nashville for about three months. We didn't have jobs. I like literally got hired at Starbucks like while we were driving over there. And we had seven newborn puppies in the back of the car. And I had just found out I was pregnant with our son. So it was just crazy. It was, it was the craziest. Like we look back on that and it's like, who were we? Why did we think we could do that? It was crazy. But anyway, so we lived there for three months. Um, and then we got an opportunity to move back to Texas closer to family, which was the right choice for us. Um, you know, being how I was pregnant and everything. But I worked at a Starbucks in the Green Hills area, which the Green Hills in Nashville is like a very kind of upscale area where a lot of people that do music come in and out of all the time. So Keith Urban was a regular Oh, neat. At my Starbucks, yes. And my random fact is that I am quite a bit taller than him. <laughs> really? Have you made him his drink before? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. How fun. And actually, I've made um, Nicole Kidman bone-dry cappuccino. <laughs> you still remember it. I love that. Yeah, she never came in. She was always out in the car. He would come in. But, um, but yeah, it's one of those crazy moments where you realize that celebrities are people because I don't know like you think they're like these larger than life like literally tall people and then it's like oh I am quite a bit taller than you are (laughs) you are so normal you're such a normal person but anyway he was super friendly and um what a random little three months that you guys were out there so random so random seven puppies (laughs) love that so my next one totally random. When I was growing up, they always called me the candy girl. Um, But as an adult now, my favorite candy is Starburst and specifically only the pink ones. Mm. So that first came about in college. I was going through a really hard breakup and my mom showed up with just this giant bag of just pink Starburst because she knew I liked eating those out of the Starburst package. And so now that's like my favorite candy is just the pink Starbursts. Is it easy to get just the pink or do you literally have to like go in and pull them out? Well, yeah. So before you had to go in and pull out, but now they have come out, Starburst has come out with a giant bag of just pink ones. So it must be more people than just me, like just the pink ones because they sell big bags of those now. Starbursts are so good. They're so good. There's something about the chewiness. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather have sour candy over chocolate, which I know sounds crazy. I... I'm kind of that way too. I do like chocolate though, but this is a little extra random fact. My favorite candy is neon sour gummy worms. Oh yes. That's, that's a great second runner up for me. It's kind of an obsession for me. Like, don't you feel like a little kid a little bit when you still eat them? But I'm like, Hey, they're good. They're so good. And my husband knows like if I'm having a rough day, he'll just come home and he's got them in his hand. And I'm like, smart man, look at you. (laughs) That's awesome. 
I love that. Okay, so this is a random fact about um, my family genealogy. Mm. So on my dad's side, I'm related to John Adams, like the president. And I think actually through John Quincy Adams. You have all the hookups with famous people, apparently. Been hiding out on us. Right? But I think because of that... I could be a member of the, um, oh my goodness, what is it in Gilmore Girls? Yes, you said that and immediately I thought of that. The, um, the Daughters of the Revolution, is that right? Yes. 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 So I think I, I technically could, because I think it's even documented, I think I could, um, I could be a member of that. I don't know if I have a desire to be, but I mean, maybe just for the, <laughs> for the sake, sake of being of a, saying. a Gilmore Girls fan. <laughs> add that you could do it for another three month stint there you go (laughs) (laughs) and then on my mom's side um I think this one is a little less direct but I'm related to Mark Twain or um Samuel Clemens wow that's neat but for for him it's like my great great grandfather's sister was his grandmother or something like that but it's a little bit yeah. further, yeah. It is. It's it's a little it's a little more convoluted, but that was always exciting to me because I have always been a pretty huge fan of him. So it yeah. made me feel pretty special. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, my next one is a little bit more serious, but I think a lot of people don't know this about me and they don't know that this was a season that I have walked through. So right around the time that my husband and I got engaged. So a little bit before we got engaged, I had decided that I wanted to try a new medication. I've always struggled really bad with hormonal acne. And so we kind of, we had been talking about marriage and I knew we were going to get married soon. And I was like, for my wedding, I want clear skin, like something's got to happen. And pretty much my whole life, I mean, like around puberty all the way up, I have just had a really bad struggle and I've tried like all kinds of medicine and prescriptions and everything they've put me on. And so we agreed the last step was Accutane. And I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's a pretty harsh medicine with a lot of Uh side effects. And it was like, I told myself I would never do it. And then it just came down to, it was the only last thing to try. And so I actually started like the day after he proposed and it just had like really terrible side effects for me. So like outwardly it worked and I was like so excited. I had like clear skin from my wedding day and it was so great, but actually through our whole engagement and I would say like the first six months of marriage, I struggled with like very serious, dark depression. And I don't think many people know that about my story and they don't know. I think a lot of people notice like a personality shift around that time. I used to be like really outgoing and I just wanted to be with a ton of people. And when I was on that medicine, it was like the complete opposite. Like I remember getting so worked up in like panic attack for my bridal shower, which is like so weird because that's, all your close friends, you know, coming to celebrate Mm. you. But it was like little things just really would tick me off. And I think for some reason I felt like I had to hide it and I don't, I didn't open up. There were a few very close friends and they were in the wedding with me and they knew about it and they very much protected me and helped me through it all. Um, But yeah, that's a pretty hidden part of my past that I don't 
talk about more and I wish I did because it really did shape me who I was. And I mean, it took a good year, I feel like, until I could find myself again and like mm. work through it all and get through it all. But it was just a neat time how, you know, it was this terrible experience, but it was neat to see how God had me start this medication right when we were engaged because Justin, I mean, saw the whole shift, like night and day different person. I'm sure he was like, like, who am I marrying? Like, what is happening? This is like a totally different person than I know. But just to see, like, it just reassured me, like he was the right one. Like he was able to, I Mm -hmm. I remember there are times he would literally physically scoop me off the ground, like just crying. And then like the series of like, I called it like fog would come over me. So yeah, it's just neat that it was such a part of our story but we don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. Well, and those things are hard to talk about. Like they are, but I think a lot of people for some reason feel like they can't talk about it. And I don't, you know, I hate that because it's like this unspoken season that people struggle through. And I wish I had been a little bit more open and I could have had a little bit more support during that time. Yeah. So after, so I had scout in January and I have not had any sort of, um, postpartum issues with any of my kids up until her, but oh, wow. I had extreme postpartum anxiety to the point where I was having panic attacks and things I had never experienced before. So anyway, I was put on medication in January and it has changed everything for me. It's been such a positive thing. It's actually helped me with some anxiety that I've just lived with my whole life mm-hmm. that I hadn't yeah. really identified. And during that time, my dad had shared with me that his mom had actually experienced really bad postpartum depression after he was born. Mm. Um, And he was a third baby too. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. I don't know. I I think it can just come up like you think that's not something you're going to struggle with. And then, oh boy, you know, you sure do. But it just, you know, thinking back on her and the the time that in history that she would have been living through that, it just really Mm. just makes my heart hurt for people that lived in a time when there was such a stigma around it. You know, people were basically told nothing was wrong. They just needed to buckle up. Yeah. Through it. Yeah. 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 And just to think of how far medicine has come that there is stuff to help you, you know? Yeah. I love that you were able to step up and get on the right medication and get that figured out quickly. Yes, that I know that process is not always easy for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was super blessed that it it was easy and it's not a super high dosage or anything like that, but it's really made a difference for me. And I think just come like without even knowing that we, you know, we were rolling into Corona and, you know, I had yeah. a newborn and wow. we were moving and just all these things that really could have been extremely difficult to handle, you know, with just an underlying anxiety, you know, God definitely knew that I needed to be strong and, you know, operating on all cylinders. So yeah, he definitely met me in that place. So I would definitely encourage anyone that is struggling to reach out and talk to somebody because it doesn't have to be the way that it seems like it is. So yes, speak up and lean on others because that will get you far. So this is um, definitely a more lighthearted fact about me. My dad is a puppeteer, which is a very unusual um, occupation, but he has been for my entire life, a full-time. is a great one at that. <laughs> Thank you. His shows are so entertaining. 
So I actually grew up um, a majority of the time touring around to schools and churches and colleges and community theaters in an RV uh, with my family, homeschooling. And there were four of us and then my parents and two dogs. So I had a very unique experience as far as just seeing the country at a young age. And we were homeschooling. So anytime that we were around like a you know, a national park or a historical marker or anything like that, we would stop and kind of incorporate that into our, our homeschool experience. So I look back on that as one of the things that has really shaped me as a person, um, having those opportunities. And then just the mindset of my parents with, you know, really following their dreams and my mom being very supportive of my dad like every step of the way and it's really made a lot of things seem more possible for me you know you don't have to go by the rules of what everyone else does and I think it's given me an entrepreneurial spirit a a little bit more than I probably would have so yeah that's a pretty important ingredient to who I am now. I didn't realize you guys traveled around so much when did he get more established in Colorado Springs with the space he has now. So that was maybe like 2007, I want to say. So yeah, that was when, like I was in high school at that point and, you know, we had a lot more going on just as, you know, being young adults that I think it was helpful for us to kind of be a little more settled. And so at that point it kind of shifted into now they have the theater and that's how they operate, you know, more from home. But yeah, for most of my growing up, um, you know, we, we lived in Colorado Springs, but there was one point where we toured like almost six months out of the year. Wow. So my last random fact is very random. I feel like they all, I say that with every single one, but, um, I try to pick really random stuff about me, but when my husband and I got married, we decided that we wanted to start some new family tradition and we wanted it to be like really spontaneous and not with like a major holiday, just like something that was very unique just to our family. And so at the time he, we were in Colorado and he loved Waffle House and I do not <laughs> so much at Waffle House, <laughs> especially in Colorado. I will say now that we're in the South, they're just like, they're good in the South. Like I would recommend going to one and you get real eggs and like the food is good, but something about the further away you get from the South, the worse they get. So I agreed that our tradition would be every July 22nd, we just picked a random day, is Waffle House Day for our family. And we go every year and we kind of reflect on the past year and talk about the upcoming year. Um, and we've done it every year that we've been married and it's, it's better now that we live in the South and the food's actually good. And I don't have to worry about like getting a stomach ache afterwards. Um, but it's been really fun and now Graham's in on it and he loves it. And it's just like a special thing we do as a family. So now that you're out there, do you not go any other time? We do go every now and then like get a hankering um Colorado when we lived there I would literally only go that one time (laughs) a year and that was it because it made me sick um but now that we live out here I'm a little bit more open to it if the guys are wanting it I'll go with them but 
Are you yeah. like a breakfast food person? Do you like that? I am, but I think I've kind of tur- have turned into like a snob with my breakfast <laughs> food. And so maybe that's why I like Waffle House is, isn't quite there for me yet. Actually, now that I think about it, I think I've seen you share some pictures. Yeah, we that. try to document it and kind of reflect on it each year. So I learned a lot about you. I know, and we even know each other pretty well. So <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was neat. I'm thinking maybe as we stumble across these months that have the fifth weeks, maybe we'll continue to do some type of list or share five, you know, different things about different topics. I love that fun way to do that. So yeah, I think this was super fun. And I think, you know, as we share more about like simplicity and intentionality, I think the more that people can know about us and kind of our past experiences and what has kind of led us to a place where we feel like this is such an important thing to be talking about. I think the more people can know about us, the more, the more better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I, was going really well. And then I was like, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> There's no recovery totally ag- for that. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I mean, you're, background shapes so much of what you view and kind of where you are today that it's neat to kind of see and hear some of the stories that have helped shape us to what we, how we view things. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day packing and gathering and organizing. I know that that's like my least favorite part of going on a trip is that is this part where it's like crazy and everything in the house gets trashed right before you leave. Like I hate that. Yes. Yesterday I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up the house, have it nice and neat. It was great yesterday. We went to bed, I woke up and it was beautiful. And now it's just like exploded. It's like a bomb went off. So it always happens. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be worth it though. Thank you. It will. It'll be fun. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.